Welcome to Where Passion Meets Truth by Shield Sisters Initiative. We are two best friends who co-founded a community for women entrepreneurs who want to live their passion and embrace their truth. I'm Raywin, a self-love coach obsessed with coffee, mustaches, and all things community. And I'm Megan, a truth-seeking super nerd with a passion for mental health, books, and mindset. Each month, we'll bring you a couple of guest interviews, goal-setting tips, and mindset-changing topics to guide you on your journey of living your passion and embracing your truth. This week, we have an awesome guest named Kristen Downs joining us. She's the founder of The Notable Woman, a blog, podcast, and soon-to-be TV show focused on sharing the inspiring stories of visionary women making impacts in their work, community, and world. Kristen worked in the professional theater world for over 10 years before settling into a position in higher education. She worked super exciting gigs, perhaps the most exciting at the happiest place on earth. That's right, Disneyland. She's an ENFJ, theater junkie, and total bookworm. She's a mama to a tiny tiny toddler mischief maker, hey me too, wife to a haughty actor, and lives with her pet menagerie in a tiny New York City apartment. You can find her on her website, podcast, or Facebook group, where she presents weekly expert speakers all focused on women empowerment. Welcome, Kristen. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to be here with you. So we usually like to dive right in and ask you what your passion is, which seems to be mostly empowering women, and what your truth is and how you kind of found that spot where the two met and you could turn it into something that is really life-changing and what your whole purpose is in life? That is such an exciting question. Well, my passion is definitely inspiring and empowering people, but especially and particularly women. And I've always been a feminist. I went to an all-women's college and that really helped me define what my feminism is and of course feminism means that I believe women are equal to men that is the true definition of feminism and so I've always been excited about women and women's issues and I found it got particularly poignant for me when I was pregnant with my son and I had all of these conflicting ideas being presented Uh, You were told you have to do this or you're a terrible mother, but you're not going to be able to do this. You know, one example would be breastfeeding. So I had to go back to work at six weeks. That's how long my maternity leave was. And so I went into class after class about how important breastfeeding was. And then when I told people I had to go back to work at six weeks, they all said, oh, you're never going to be able to do that. You're just going to fail. And I just thought that was sort of terrible. And so that got me even more excited about women and women's issues. And then I went back to work and had to deal with the ramifications of trying to feed a tiny human and pumping in a closet in places without air conditioning or heat or whatever. And I really feel like if women were at the table when those sort of decisions were made, that they wouldn't happen. And so that's all been a driving force for me. And I think that my truth, my identity, really comes from making an impact. And I really, really strongly believe that stories are the way to do that. And that is why I'm excited about things like your podcast 
and why I started my own podcast and how I identified it. Really, it was in two different ways. First, I did this program called the Significant Business Academy with Christy Brown. And she had everybody do a brain dump. And I had really no idea what I was going to do. And so I started writing down all the things that I was good at. And I kept coming back to this idea that I have a tendency to get people really excited about things, really passionate. And also that I know just a lot of people from my working in the theater and working all across the country. And I can often connect people to each other. So this idea of being a connection maven came up. And then I would say the second way was I did StrengthsFinder and had a StrengthsFinder coach, John O'Callaghan. And I discovered what my strengths are, which are uh, communication, activator, and connectedness, includer, and positivity, if you know anything about those. And he talked a lot about thinking about when you felt like you were most in flow. And when I think back on my life, the times when I'm in flow are times when I'm working on projects like what the notable woman is. And so what I do there is I share the empowering stories of women and I help get people connected together. And that has sort of morphed into the Super You Facebook group where we have expert speakers that talk to women about empowering themselves. So I think that that is hopefully answered everything you asked me. I love that you call yourself a maven. I think that that is a word that isn't used very often. And I think that it can be the perfect descriptor for something like this. Like this is really your forte. And I love how you found your way to empower women. Um, my journey was uh, very similar. I was always a feminist myself and I always wanted to do something to change the way that women and girls viewed themselves and their self-love. But I really didn't know what direction I wanted to go in until I had my daughter. And it's I we've talked about this, I feel like, a lot on this podcast lately, that when you have big life-changing events like that, it's when you usually have that aha moment. But I think that you don't necessarily have to have a big life-changing event to have that aha moment. Raywin, I completely agree. And I also think that life-changing moments can be big and they can be small. Sometimes it's just changing the way that you think about something. Because when I started all of this, I wasn't pregnant and I didn't know that I was going to get pregnant. But I just knew that I could be doing more and I wasn't. And I felt like I should be. And so there's sort of that just general gnawing of unfulfillment. And it was really sort of an avalanche of all of these things together. And really and truly, I got started about a year, when my son was about a year old. I was basically a zombie the whole time I was feeding him. I was not. Uh, I had a great pregnancy. Uh, labor was difficult. But definitely 
breastfeeding was not easy for us and I was basically a zombie for about a year and then when we stopped I got back to being myself and that's when I started my podcast up because it is I think really really hard to do everything and I think that the society that I live in in the United States is not particularly supportive of mothers but we are incredibly good at judging them and I, I really felt I really felt that and so what I try to create now is a place where we don't judge people we accept people for who they are and we celebrate all those differences. I think that's one of my favorite things about um, the world of entrepreneurship right now is that like you said there are so many groups that um, can be based on judging others or you know the comparison game things like that but groups like yours and um, the Shield Sister Sanctuary and, you know, tons of other groups that we're also a part of are so based on support and um, I would say compassion as well and understanding where another person has come from and really um, getting to the root of their, um, of just who they are as a person and why it is that they do what they do and having that sense of empathy so that you can relate to them on a, on a better level and um, not be so concerned about what someone else is doing and just kind of focus on what's, you know, best for yourself, if that makes sense. Um, and knowing that other people too are, you know, happy to see you supported and basically just do whatever it is that makes you happy and, you know, giving that feedback to someone else in return. Preach, Megan, preach. I 100% agree. I think community over competition. And you can almost smell it, even though obviously we're all online. But when you're in a group where people are just being judgy and nasty to each other, then it's just not worth it because there's all these wonderful groups out there that we are a part of together. So you don't have to be in those terrible groups where people are saying mean things or even just being generally derogatory or distasteful and I know I get really grumpy when I see those sort of comments on people's posts or on people's work because it's not about that and it's not necessary so I agree with you a hundred percent I think that there is a movement that I want to say a few years ago really started out grassroots this community over competition and this collaboration idea and I was actually talking about this in, earlier today. We were talking about the um, website GoMe, which is Get Off My Internets, and how that has really shaped some people because of the judgments they've felt from GoMe. But a lot of bloggers and entrepreneurs have, I feel like they've gone together and are really focused on creating these communities that are more supportive. And I think I would go even so far as to say that it's not just in the entrepreneurial, never say that word, um, world or the blogging world anymore. But I think that we, it's really this, like, yes, in the United States, there are a lot of negative things going on right now, if you think of politics and feminism. But I think that instead of reacting negatively and combatantly, it's instead turned us more toward this community feel and this we are together we will rise together 
I like that. And I completely agree. I think that just for me personally, I'm very into connectedness and including people. So I generally believe that we are all united and we are all one humanity and that everyone is worthwhile and they should all be a part of whatever it is that is going on. And so I get generally upset when I see people being excluded or uh, something that bothered me recently was that after the Women's March that some people who went to the Women's March were upset with other people because they don't protest as much as them. And I just thought that that sort of mentality, that sort of exclusive mentality where you're saying you're not doing it as well as me, is it only turns people off. And I think that you're right. Being competitive doesn't win people over to your purpose or your cause. If you really want to win people over, then I think you do it with kindness. I really, really, really appreciate that you said that because unfortunately, um, you know, kind of like what you said about um, that, that competition mentality of someone else doing something better than you, you know, especially for something that's so political, um, you know, people can still have strong beliefs and not, um, you know, manifest it in a very political way such as actually going out on a protest but that doesn't mean that they don't feel the same way as you and and it really is unfortunate that there are some individuals who foster that competitive mentality that if they're not on the same level as you that they're somehow less than or don't necessarily agree with you so I really 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 truly appreciate that you brought out that if you really want to win someone over um, or that you want someone to understand what it is that you're doing that the concept of kindness will will go so much further because you're going to attract more flies with honey than you will with vinegar. Um, but yeah, so thank you for bringing that out. I think that's a really important point that our listeners will appreciate. Yeah, I think that um, that was seriously the perfect response. Um, I... Um, I really, really want to share with our listeners how you found yourself to be a feminist because I think that a lot of women are feminists and a lot of men are feminists, but they are scared of the word and don't want to identify in that way. And I've written about it a lot on my blog that I had um, before we started Shield Sisters Initiative about how um, so many people misunderstand what feminism is and then they react negatively and like I said I think that this movement that's happening in the country right now is really this wave of feminism is really um, going to be something that is more accepted and more understood than in the past because we have so many people who are more open-minded and we have so many different things individuality is now a thing as opposed to it being the bad thing before I completely completely agree and then when you were talking about that something that sort of brought up an embarrassing moment for me was uh, the idea of feminism being a bad word and so 
I'm a feminist. I do a lot of women empowerment and I'm on Instagram and I was just hashtagging a random photo and I have my standard set of hashtags I use and then I have a couple new ones that I might add in based on what the post is. And so I went with some feminist hashtag something I don't remember what it was exactly but it was something that I thought oh this is good and it seemed like it had a good number uh, of responses or whatever and so I used it in my post and then I went to go see what was trending and that is not what you should do you should definitely look and see what is trending first because it was a totally an anti-woman hashtag it wasn't feminist at all it was people who were sort of using the word feminist in a very very negative way and so I had to go back and delete my post because I said I can't be associated with that but I thought gosh we really need to reclaim that word Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's really unfortunate. Um, and it really just goes to show how, you know, our country and probably the world at large is so uneducated, I would say, when it comes to the concept of the word feminism. And I will be the first to admit that I did not, I, I, I did not grow up to, you know, uh, really resonate with the concept of feminism. I was always kind of taught that it was this like extremist movement that um, only crazy women who thought that they were better than men um, or who thought that they were like the you know the more important sex of the two sexes um, that, that that was kind of the mindset that I grew up in and you know after kind of branching out and obviously not living at home <laughs> anymore I came to understand that there's a much different meaning behind it and so now um, stepping into my late 20s, I, I understand and I fully identify with the concept of feminism. And I do consider myself a feminist now because like you'd mentioned earlier, Kristen, it's not a matter of who's more important than who. It's about um, that men and women are equals um, in every way, shape and form. And that, you know, that's the most important thing that we should be talking about when it comes to feminism. And that's, you know, why these movements are coming to the forefront. Um, if that makes sense. I don't know. I felt like I was rambling a little bit there. I don't think so. I think you absolutely made perfect sense. And I think it's just a true testament to how, well, one, interesting languages, but two, how phrases, terms can sort of be taken over. And I didn't really grow up in a feminist household by any means. My dad calls himself a feminist now, but he certainly didn't when I was growing up. He definitely would have thought that that was silly. But now there's so much more understanding. And I I went to an all-women's college, not because I was feminist or, or thought anything about feminism. Mostly I just went there for a campus visit and realized that that was exactly the place that I needed to be. And then b basically became became a, a recognizer of the fact that I really had been a feminist the whole time, but just had never known what the word meant. I'm like the total opposite. I was actually raised in um, what I always refer to. I have a crying baby, if you can't tell. I always refer to my household growing up as a punk rock household because both of my parents were um, punks and so we grew up listening to rock music and we had you know different 
um, I would say different type of openness with our parents. My parents were very strict, but they taught respect. And I think that because they were of that mentality, um, I was able to fully become a feminist even as a little girl. And I was supported in that. I think that is so awesome and uh, I certainly don't mind any crying tiny humans and I'm not sure if you heard the last time I was talking my son was violently throwing himself against the door trying to gain entry so I'm totally with you on that. Yeah I had a totally unconventional household and I am so lucky and blessed to have grown up that way. But it's part of why it's so important to me to connect other people with people who have gone through a different path than I, but still identify as feminist or um, as a woman supporting other women. Because I, a lot of people look at, will talk to me and they'll say, well, of course you're this way because of how you were raised. Or, of course you are confident in yourself because of X, Y, and Z. And I don't want to have this feeling that who I am is something that's unattainable for other people. And um, being transparent and raw and real is really important to us at Shield Sisters. And so um, part of my process, I guess I would say, is being transparent is to find other people that others can relate to and share their story because I mean Kristen you and I we have a lot in common in what our life goals are and what we stand for I feel like and I could be like some someone else who doesn't want to give you a chance on her podcast because we could sound too similar or people might like you more than me but I don't I don't subscribe to that belief and I want other people to know that you don't have to. Here, here, lady, I totally agree. And I think that it's sort of, it's always been amazing to me that when you do meet someone who is similar to you, let's say, and you choose to make that person a friend and an ally, ally it always multiplies. It's always better than if you hadn't done that, if you had made some sort of competition or had some sort of, I don't know, rivalry or whatever but instead when you choose to be to be friends to be a team it's always better I've never seen it not be and I think that it's really important that if you if you find folks that are are like you and I actually think it's, your, your podcast is is uh pretty awesome and you're both pretty fun because I've been stalking you you know a little bit hope uh, that's okay that's usually how I describe you know, web searching is by stalking. But I think that it's amazing. And I think that what I do is better because of what you do. Um, yes, it's okay that you call us there that you say that it's called stalking, because that's literally all Raywin and I do. <laughs> is we like, we like poach out people that we want to talk to because we think they're awesome. So yes, we are more than okay with that. 
yeah, we get pulled down the rabbit hole quite often on finding amazing people we want to speak to. And that was, I, that was kind of how I found you and the notable woman. I was like, Oh my goodness. I was like so excited. And I think that a lot of women will feel that excitement when they find someone they relate with. And then they'll immediately turn into this insecurity. Like, why would they want to speak with me? And, um, it just, that makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. I have to say my, my, almost my biggest, it's, I don't want to say it's a pet peeve, but it's maybe it's a challenge. I'm not sure if I can noun it right now, but the number of times that I've done my stalking and I found this person I really want to talk to, to be on the podcast. And then I go and say, Hey, you've done this amazing thing. You did this amazing research. You got this amazing grant. And then they they say, oh, uh, you know, I'm not really a, a notable woman. You should go talk to my friend Sally or whatever. That drives me insane. It drives me totally insane. Women just can't recognize their own amazingness. And so that's actually one of the reasons I started my Facebook group, which started as a 10 day 30 speaker event just about women's empowerment. The whole goal was to just get women recognizing how awesome they are. And then we ended up turning that into a weekly speaker thing. But I can't tell you how many women said at some point that they didn't realize that they should be charging more and that they're worth more. And even one woman just the other day mentioned that she'd been headhunted numerous times and she always turned them down and then she finally decided because of the speakers that she heard that she was going to listen to one and she took this opportunity and got tons more money and she didn't realize that by not listening to them before that she was basically counting herself out before she had even started. Okay, first of all, I just want to make sure everybody caught it, but Kristen turned noun into a verb and if you're a word nerd like me like literally that just blew my mind <laughs> so I'm a little bit freaked out right now in a good way but back back on track yes it is so frustrating when women don't know their own worth like seriously ladies you guys are amazing and if I had one wish for everyone out there is that you have the confidence male or female I don't care who you are, to talk to the people who inspire you. Send them an email. Send them a message on Facebook or on their Facebook page. Just reach out to them and um, let them know that you admire them and that you think they're great or whatever um, because you, you never know. that It could be the beginning of a phenomenal friendship. So, um, Kristen, do you have any advice for people who maybe would want to, um, you know, they're feeling... They're feeling like they want to maybe reach out to somebody like that, but they're not really sure, you know, how to pump themselves up to be able to get to that point. Oh, that's a wonderful question. So I feel like there's sort of two things at play. One is that people need to do a little bit of research. Just doing a little bit of research before you reach out to someone will give you a lot more confidence that you'll know what to say and that you understand them. So I think that that is my, my first tip. You, you meet someone, you hear about someone, you think they're interesting, 
go to their website. Check out an interview they did. You don't have to go full-blown stock, but you sh should have a good sense of who they are before you reach out to them. And then I would say that you can kind of, I think you can kind of tell how people roll and how they speak to people uh, on how they might interact on like a Facebook Live or something. I do a lot of Facebook messaging, but sometimes I kind of get a vibe from someone I'm trying to figure out what that vibe would be. But sometimes I get the sense that an email would be better. And I think that for some folks, Facebook Messenger is a little overwhelming. They probably get a lot of requ message requests. And so then in that case, I think an email can work better. But if I really, really want to talk to someone, I might try Facebook Messenger because you get to talk to them first there. So that's sort of my point one and two. And then just because I could never stop, <laughs> my sort of third point would be that it is such a gift in the world today that you can interact with people so directly. And so something that both my husband and I do when we really want to talk to someone is we connect with them on Twitter because 99% of people are running their own Twitter accounts. And then also we connect with them on live and being there live while the person is there chatting really helps get you in front of them. And so if you can say something that's relevant and directly related to what they're talking about, they'll notice that because when you're on live, sometimes you just kind of feel like, you know, you're naked in the park. <laughs> there's like, uh, there's people looking at you and nobody's interacting. And so just having someone supporting you while you're there, while you're out there, while you're putting yourself out, I think it's really useful and it can get you a lot of positive attention. And I would try all of those strategies depending upon what sort of person you're talking to. I, I For me, I call them sort of my high-level influencers or my mid-level influencers. Those tips are phenomenal. Um, we are getting close to wrapping up, so I wanted to make sure that we um, had you share with us any specific resources you might have. Um, I know that you sent me one email, so I'd love if you would share that on air. And then also for everyone who's listening and who is looking to reach out to someone but doesn't really know what to say, we did create a pitch kit when we first launched Shield Sisters Initiative. So I'll leave the link to download that for free in the show notes because um, it can really help you to overcome that fear when you have someone, you have like a script to go off of and then you can just either change it to make it seem more like you or just send out that script. That pitch kit sounds really sexy. I'm going to totally have to download that. So thanks for mentioning that. So my big focus is on women. And I obviously interview lots of inspiring, empowering women, but constantly discover that people don't really realize how awesome they are. And so what I did a lot of research on was that women in general start from a place of negative thought. Now, obviously, this is generalization, but that oftentimes they're thinking, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't. And uh, something that's very common in women is internal attribution. 
So men tend to attribute externally. So if something bad happens, they say, this thing outside myself is the cause. Women, something bad happens, they say, it's me, I'm terrible, uh, you know. So I've created this, it's less than four minutes. It's a motivational audio. And the whole point behind it is to help cleanse those negative thoughts and recreate good ones. And the whole point behind that is when you change your thoughts, you change the judgments that you have about yourself. And then by changing those, you actually change your actions. And that is how you can change your life. So that is my my motivational audio that I have. And I sent you the link. I believe it's thenotablewoman.com slash motivate me because I like to entertain myself when I make my links. But definitely go and check that out. And I hope that it's useful to people. That sounds amazing. That audio sounds sexy. And I think I'm going to have to download that. Um, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. We had a ton of fun chatting with you. It's been awesome. Thank you both so much for having me. You are absolutely amazing. I love everything about your doing and I wish you all the best. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope that this conversation has really helped to shed some light on who you are and where you identify yourself, even if it's not as a feminist or um, as an entrepreneur. But we really hope that we can help guide you and answer those questions that you have so that you can find that path where your passion meets your truth as well as to connect with other people that you might be a little unsure of um, connecting with because that's what we at Shield Sisters Initiative are all about, collaboration and connection. Um, So again, thank you so much for listening. If it's your first time tuning in, please join us on um, our podcast by subscribing on Google Play, iTunes, or Stitcher, and also rate us. That's the only way that other people are going to find us and be inspired. Episode 10 is sponsored by Chelsea Spinos. Chelsea Spinos is a marketing strategist for Yahoo and a side hustler. She helps other ambitious side hustlers and entrepreneurs build their business and life that they have always wanted. She is committed to helping others put action behind their ambitions and create authentic brands that are both impactful and profitable. Chelsea provides her audience with tons of marketing resources to help them remain on the forefront of industry shifts and consumer trends so that they can edge out their competition and thrive. She is also offering a free five-day email course that helps you create a complete marketing plan from start to finish. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. Thank you again for joining us. Have a wonderful day.